In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Paraclete, Spirit of Truth, you who are everywhere present and fill all things, Treasury of all that is good and Master of life, come dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Amen. Well, we're going to be continue to look at Romans 7. It's a key chapter. Uh, it's not only key, it's difficult to understand um, for many reasons. Who is this I? Is it Paul? Is it every man? You know? It really, I'm going to show you a text from the Dead Sea Scrolls that um, describes the human dilemma, especially the believer dilemma, that is, within the borders of salvation history, the Jewish people and then the Christians. But you can find Seneca, you can find other people saying, you know, what I don't want to do, I do, and what I do want to do, I don't. You know? Uh, conflict. When you know a personal loving God, then it gets to be like agony. You're trying to respond to Him, and you're not. And that's uh, where it gets difficult. All right. So, um, we're going to start now with verse 7, which says, What then shall we say? That the law is sin? Oh, no. Of course not. Whatever. I forgot how we translate. Anyway. You see, uh, we're in this start now between the relationship between sin and law. But the thing that we have to remember is that the law, the Jewish law, is part of a covenant. It's been given by God. So it's not just, I'd like to quit smoking, but I can't. You know, it, it's not just that level. It's a, so that's why he's saying here, you see, uh, is the law amartia sin? Of course not. No, never say a thing like that. You see, but the reason why, in a way, the law is more provocative is because it's leading us to a higher goal. That is union with God forever. And so, that's what he's saying. Uh, but I wouldn't have known sin if uh, it weren't through the law or by the law. Uh, for I wouldn't have known epitimia, uh, which you, you can translate uh, desire, as you are craving. That's a good word. I didn't know I was that smart. Anyway, it's a good word, craving, epithemia. I wouldn't have known craving if the law didn't say, you shall not crave. And so, finding a base of operations there, you see, uh, sin through the commandment brought about in me all sorts of cravings. But without the law, sin is dead. Which is a powerful line. Now, Let's try to get an idea before we go any further. What What is he talking about here? In my own little translation, I've, I've always put capital S with sin. It's this whole force. It's in me. It's around me. It gets a hold of me. I don't do the stuff, you know. I make up my mind I'm never going to get mad with that person again, and then the next time I see him, I get mad. What is wrong with me? You see, that's the... And so, it's sin but it's the whole gamut. 
It's my personal decisions. It's the whole way my culture. This is why Paul so appositely starts this whole letter by looking at the state of the pagan world. Especially without any personal relationship, any way to know what it means to relate to an other who is really other, God, and therefore man or woman, depending whether you're a woman or a man, you see? And so, and then he, it's not only homosexuality that he talks about in chapter 1, there's that whole uh, gamut of vices, huh? because we don't recognize, we don't acknowledge God. And so, when, like right now in modern Europe, desastroso, for the most part, because as I pointed out before, they don't even acknowledge that, Christ, that a European civilization is founded on Christian civilization. Now, they can neglect the Christian civilization and still keep the other part. They think it hasn't worked well, but it's just not honest to not say where it's coming from. It's just not honest. That's the depth of the rejection of God that we're starting to see all over the place, you see. And that's this sin. Sometimes, you see, you can it, it, it means Satan. Sometimes it just means the atmosphere, which is a better word sometimes than the culture, you know. But sometimes it means my cooperation with all of that. I agree with it. You know, I mean, just being a crowd that tells an off-color joke, and how many people laugh? Ha, ha, ha. Something wrong with them. Uh, or it can get worse. I saw, I don't have a TV, as you know, but I saw the other day an ad for a new kind of sport. These guys are jumping on each other. They, they, you know, they, one's on the ground, the other one runs up and jumps on them. It starts off like a wrestling match, but it's everything. And I'm thinking, one more step, we'll give these guys knives and we'll be back in the, we'll be back in the gladiator days. Uh, and that's, Sin. That's what he's talking about, you see? It's this force which is elicits my opposition because I'm told not to do it. But what's behind that? Now, I haven't heard many commentators talk about this, but I'm convinced that in the book of Genesis, chapters 2 and 3, we see the origin of sin. Uh... And the heart of it is knowing good and evil, which means I do what I want and I say whether it's good or evil. Ah, there can be a law for abortion because we say there's a law. A law make it morally upright? Impossible. And so you see, I'll do what I want and I will say whether it's good or evil. That's the drive. And I'm very jealous of that prerogative, which is totally corrupt. And that's the drive, capital S, sin, that's where it's at. There, you see. I want to do this. I don't care what God says. I want to do this, you see. And so I do it. And then I say, what in the heck am I doing? You see, and if I live a life like that pretty soon, I'm a disaster. I can't even live with myself. And this is what Paul... So what's the role of law? The law says, that's wrong. You cannot do this. So I hate the law. Or, 
it makes me, ah, you know, now I know what I'm not supposed to do. But nobody's going to tell me what I can do. I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to say whether it's good or evil. A totally preposterous situation. Try it with the traffic. You think you can do it with your life, your eternal life? It's okay, God. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, and I'll tell you whether it's good or evil. Go through a red light and see if it works. Never mind, officer, I decide whether I'm going through the light or not. See what happens. They'll at least give you a ticket. They might even put you in the insane asylum. You know, I mean, like, that's nuts. But that's what this drive is, you see. I want autonomy. I want to be, I don't trust anybody. I don't want to trust anybody. And then you can see the triumph of grace. To love the Lord. Want to do what he wants. Be thrilled and be feeling lousy when we don't. Not guilty, guilty, guilty. Just lousy because I love him. You see? That's, this is what Paul, this is the dilemma. And where does the law fit? See, the law is this um, base of operations. Laying hold of a basis, sin, through the commandment, brought about in me all sorts of craving. For without the law, sin was dead. If I'm not told, don't have this knowledge of good and evil from this tree, I might not even think of it. But knowledge of good and evil, but that's the power I want. I want to do what I want, and I want to say whether it's good or evil. And that's why, and I'm convinced that a, a deeper penetration into this teaching on, in Romans 7 is based on an understanding of Genesis 2 and 3. Uh, but isn't it a mystery that we do this? You see, finally he's going to say, who will deliver me from this body of death? The last line of where we are, verse 25, will be there maybe next week. Uh, you see, who will deliver me from the body of this death? The last line, thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the answer. So then, I myself, with my reason, serve the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. He's going to say, there's something in me that agrees with this law of God. It's my mind, it's my reason, it's my inner man. He uses these terms here. You see? But this other drive is so strong that it just blots it out. And that's what he's saying, you see? Uh, you shall not crave. Uh, that's a... Uh, uh, the rabbis say that commandment, you shall not covet. Covet is not exactly... Crave is better. That's the basis of all sin. I want what I want when I want it, you see? And so, uh, now, for instance, in 1 Corinthians 10, 6, these things, this is the, the Jews in the desert, happened as a type of ourselves so that we would not be craving as they craved. They craved food, they craved water, they craved, they craved, they craved to be God. And so do we. And we're nuts. And so that's what's going on here. And so Paul is analyzing this and he calls it sin, the armatia. But as I say, it's my personal participation in sin with a capital S. All this organized revolt against God. And as our culture 
gets more and more organized and more and more revolting in both senses of the term, you can see it. Not only worse, I could join it. You see, you got to pray every day. You got because I see this sin, this striving for independence, but it's not just a spiritual thing. It's emotional. It's uh, and it engages even my past experiences. If they weren't good, then I'm more bitter. And uh, that's part of it, you see. Uh, and so he's saying, you see, uh, you shall not create, leaving hold of a basis or a base of operations, sin, through the commandment, brought about in me all sorts of cravings. Without the law, sin was dead. Why was sin dead? Because there was no prov- provocation. I didn't know that there's something behind that. I could get more. Why are they telling me I can't do that? You see, it's all me. I want to do what I want, and I want to be the ultimate arbiter of whether it's good or evil. That, my friends, is impossible, because we're not God. And if we follow it, we will wind up in pure disaster. Ask anybody who's tried it. And so, he's now going to describe this Mr. Everyman. I want to read a little bit. I'll do it after our break. Um from uh, a Qumran text. You can see devout Jews coming to grips with this thing. Why do I keep on sinning? You know, I know that it's wrong, but I'm attracted to it. What is wrong with me? Sin. That's the word Paul uses. You see, armatia. That's what's wrong. All right, we'll take a break.